I even gritted my teeth when I clicked on it that time. What the f*** is going on down there? Welcome to an early Sunday recording here for WTFTFW episode 477. I am apparently not Vangelis. It says Vangelis on my Zencaster, but on Seth's, it very clearly with a capital A says Angelus. So I guess I, I guess I... Isn't that the name of a Buffy character? I don't know. I didn't watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I saw the movie. I never watched the TV series. I remember when I started doing more stuff and more people were seeing my name on the internet, a lot of people suddenly were asking me if I was a Buffy fan, and I said no. Why? Anyway, hi, Seth. Hey. What up, dog? I don't know. You're... What, what up, Angelus? Yeah, hi. Uh, did, did you get lost, Angelus? I did. Is that why you were late? Because you got lost? Angelus. I'm gonna go look for the fog monster. <sighs> That's a lost thing, right? Sure. I didn't watch that either. Well, okay. My girlfriend keeps trying to make me watch it now. Because she's like, we've watched all these shows that you had already seen. And we're watching all these shows. You should watch something that I've already seen. We should watch Lost. I'm like, can you please pick anything else? I'm so, I so don't, I know what the ending was. I don't want to watch yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, uh, I only, I know the ending and I know, like, the trick, the trick episodes in the different timeline and I know there's something about a fog monster. Uh, and the guy who played Pippin or Mary, I forgot which one, is like a, a crazy dude in it or something. Lost fans, don't at me. We got a listener question up front from Half Sight. Uh, I wanted to open up with a listener question, also to put a dent in the listener questions, because suddenly we got... Not suddenly. It, every single episode where I do more than two, I get, like, four listener questions right afterwards. Uh, so we're kind of hovering at this this very fluid count. Um, so it's not like we have a mountain of them, it's just that we never have less. So uh, Halfsight's question says, How goes Evangelist and WTF crew? Just a quick or not-so-quick question that's really been racking my mind lately. Are we as collectors with our demands of higher parts count, better articulation and painted, etc., possibly pricing out the next generation of us? I asked this because, like you guys, I grew up in the early 80s during the action figure heyday when the best toys didn't really break the bank, whereas now to get anything playable, you're looking at at least the $15 to $20 price range. Now, I know production costs have greatly increased over the years, but I can't help but feel that we aren't helping. I know this is an oddball question, but for a time, I was a toy department manager for for a certain giant corporation, and more than once I was witness to kids who really wanted a certain toy but were denied due to cost, and honestly broke my heart being able to look back on the hours I spent as a child trying to maximize the quantity of figures I could buy for the same amount kids today have to spend on a single figure. Anyway, keep up the good work. You guys were the first podcast I ever found back in the double digits, and it's still one of my highlights. Cluck. Damn it. Um, well, thanks for listening f since the double digits. That feels like over, like a good at least 400 weeks ago. Uh, was the was the double digits? Um, I was about to say to this question that a good chunk of the reason stuff is fifteen to twenty bucks is because of the fact that pr like prices have gone up and inflation has happened. Um, but it's an interesting question. Uh, I think that I think that part of this question is maybe glazing past all of the less articulated figures that at least Hasbro is doing and that Bandai is also doing. Because for all of your Marvel Legends, there are also, like, every time a new movie comes out, there's 
a whole bunch of like five points of articulation gimmick figures that I still remember seeing. Uh, even for Guardians of the Galaxy, they had like those little like tiny ones. Uh, they had like weird rubbery looking accessory things. Anyway, Seth, uh, yeah. how do you feel about about this question? And what's your answer? Uh, it's not just inflation because I just as you were reading the question, I pulled up an inflation calculator. Mm-hmm. And so I remember um, seeing Star Wars figures on sale for like $2, like $1.99. Like, I don't remember what they were new. Um, so I just put in 1984, $2, to now is four seventy three. So, like, what what's a basic Star Wars figure now? Like, Eight bucks. That would be four bucks in the in nineteen eighty four, roughly. So yeah. it's a little more than inflation. So I, I think he has some of somewhat of a point in. Oh yeah, in I, I'm just thinking like inflation like demands and... for better. Yeah, inflate. I mean, inflation is going to be part of it. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. I mean it. Yeah, because I was I was like racking my brain like back in the eighties, like asking for a new Star Wars guy and being told that it cost too much. Yeah. And then it's like well, they were so cheap. Like when you when you look at the prices now, it's like, holy crap, that was so cheap. Like someone posted uh it was going around Twitter a couple weeks ago. Um someone dug up some old photos of like a Toys R Us Toys R Us aisles. I saw which that just yeah. Yeah, which is which was just this massive shelf with like ten jet fires and twenty megatrons and just this amazing thing, and you could see some of the prices, and it's like holy crap! Like, if only. <laughs> um. So yeah, it, it does seem like this stuff's getting really expensive. I'm like, yeah. what is it, like $20 for a deluxe in some places? Seems oh, yeah, like the, a lot. <laughs> I think that the toys that are in some way hoping that older collectors go for them, like a lot of Transformers and Marvel Legends, I think a lot of that stuff has gotten quite expensive. Like Black Series and Marvel Legends are out of my price range to actually actively collect as far as I'm concerned. Like I just uh-huh. I don't want to pay that much for that many figures. Um, and Transformers is creeping. Like we just – someone found uh, – some of the price points for power of the primes and it seems like a lot of that stuff is it's following the trend of last night to a degree uh not like you know skyrocketing even higher but i'm a little bit afraid to see what toys r us canada is going to be charging for power of the primes um so i I definitely feel this question to a degree and i i wonder how much of this is going hand in hand with the like reported fact that there are also just less kids buying toys so so as the older collector demographic becomes a bigger part of the pie chart that that may have something to do with this as well you know like there there are apparently just less kids buying toys now um i say apparently only because i have literally no stats in front of me and i'm i'm tired of that whole like i have the stats right in front of me right here thing it's just i read it somewhere damn it people who know better than me were talking about it but uh, i wonder how much that that has to do with this as well um, and so it, it maybe is a bigger industry discussion to have, you know, like 
this might just be part of the the fact that there might not be very many uh, kids buying toys at all in another generation, like if any. You know, everything's gonna go more digital. Yeah. So I found original prices for Star Wars guys. I I don't know how I decided that this was gonna be my basis for price changes, but uh, it's somewhere to start. <laughs> yeah. So like these Empire Strikes Back figures were two dollars and 49 cents that was yeah. their original price um then now i'm curious what a i, I wish i did all this before i, I would say <laughs> the, the, the comparison for this would be the five point of articulation figures that are out now right so i'm what? heading over to toysrus.com and see if i can find i'm trying to remember how much i saw those cost before i think but then i'm thinking canadian prices yeah and I can't pull it off hand because I don't collect those. Okay, here's a on a Toys R Us dot com General Hux seven ninety nine. So that's well beyond inflation. Yeah. And now there's things like licensing and stuff that probably wasn't as big of a deal then as now. And also, like they're they're being like toys are being produced in different places now. Back in the '80s, it was probably easier to squeeze a cheaper price out of another country. Um, I, say I remember with, "Made in Taiwan" stamped on the leg of pretty much every Star Wars guy I had. Yeah, I, I suspect that back in the '80s, it was. I just I I get the feeling that back in the '80s, it was easier to squeeze a, a cheaper production cost out of a different country. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's also a changing world, uh, in many ways. So I, I think that this is maybe why stuff like, um, that stuff by that Australian company, you know, like the, the gross little figures that are based on like food or like farts or whatever. I can't oh, remember what they're called yeah. now. Um, they have like a bajillion series of those and apparently those do quite well. Like I bet those do well because it's like for the price of a current modern action figure you're getting like eight things and you don't know what they are so you get the blind bag aspect with it mm -hmm. um and and i know that as a kid before i really could could start to consider stuff like articulation like i probably would have gotten a friggin kick out of those like i, I really like stuff like uh trash bag bunch and uh and a lot of those little like little robot figurine figures that like micro machines was doing yeah i collected muscle yeah muscle figures. another one those were just little pink rubber guys, and I yeah. thought they were amazing. And then as Battle much, Beasts only had two points of articulation. Yeah, like, like as much as people kind of kind of there's a bit of like a, an art v vinyl veneer over a lot of like like single piece rubber figures right now. Like I've seen kids get excited about those too, you know. And like I'll always I'll always kind of point a, a finger at the Glios system and like the whole way that they're producing uh pvc figures that are very much based on that kind of aesthetic in some ways um and like that that stuff also i've seen connect with with younger people a whole lot yeah but but i do think that like the adult collector probably has a lot to do with prices being being higher oh yeah like we, because, we are yeah there's there's more they're probably selling more than they would have been if it was just the kids. Yeah, well, there are, like I said, there are just less kids buying toys right now. Yeah. You know, so we, we are becoming more and more of a backbone of an industry that was never meant to serve us and a rather small number comparatively of pickier people. Yeah. Um, 
but I I think it's smart what Hasbro's done, where they they basically have like two lines for their big properties. Mm-hmm. Where, so you have those lower articulation Star Wars guys, and you have the black figures, the six inch black figures, and you have like here's our like lower articulation, smaller Spider Man toys for the kids, and the Legends for for the 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 more adult collectors. And then Transformers has generations or like going into power of the primes. And then there's the RID line, which is the simpler toys for the kids. Um, I think that was a smart thing to do, but even still you're seeing like using star Wars as our, as our (laughs) control group. Mm -hmm. Um, The Hux is not in line with inflation to, old Ben Kenobi from Return of the Jedi. Also, like, I think Star Wars is one of the ultimate control groups because it's also, like, one of the very first massive toy lines that is anything like current toy lines. Uh-huh. So I would, I was just thinking about that just now. I was like, no, actually, I would look at Star Wars first when it comes to a lot of these things. Because um, it's, it's got longevity. It's got, it's got you know, early existence. It's, it's existed earlier than uh, Transformer stuff did. As, you know, branded Transformer stuff. Uh, anyway, it's a really good question. Uh, thank you for that half sight. Well, that and with the like the old Star Wars figures are an equivalent level of articulation to the current mm. ones of that size. Um, yeah, like I don't think you would. I, I think it would be harder to compare like G One Jazz to the upcoming Deluxe Jazz. Oh yeah, I mean, especially the problem with with the the first year of G one is also that a lot of those toys were not even designed in line with each other, mm-hmm. and and also a number of those toys were designed years before Transformers was a thing. So it's like, I don't know. I feel like that that's an even harder line to try to draw any comparisons between. Uh, whereas yeah, like you said, like Star Wars, there there are products out now that resemble in some way the older Star Wars products of back then. Um, let's talk about the future, though. Seth, let's talk about... Well, actually, there's a little bit of the past in here, but let's talk about the future as well. Seth, let's talk about has Con, will Con Part 2. Uh, before we get into the stuff that was revealed the day after the last time I recorded the podcast, um, <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about the stuff that we talked about last week. Uh, just, like... Because really, there wasn't all that much when you, if you get broad brush about it, it's there was that new Optimus Prime, the Dinobot Combiner, uh, and then that one new little Pretender dude. So I was wondering if you had any thoughts you wanted to drop on those things. Um, starting with Prime, I I really like that Prime. I'm really looking forward to it. The Orion Pax thing uh, is super cool that they did that animation style Orion Pax. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it's it's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm re- and I've been so tired of Optimus Prime's recently. Um, this is the first time in quite a while I've actually been excited about an Optimus Prime. Yeah, um, well, given how many people are are kind of saying like, oh, it should have been Power Master Prime. Given how things played out over the last year, I think that would have made me a lot less interested in this one. You know, yeah. for better and for worse, obviously. Yeah, it's 
it, I mean, it seems like they were a year off because they kind of did Power Master Optimus Prime, yeah. um, just without the gimmick, and now they could have done the gimmick and ah, but uh, um, yeah, that I felt real flat on that on last year's Prime, um, the the Titans Return Prime, mm-hmm. uh, but the the whole the whole thing with uh with this one the the power of the primes prime um looks really cool uh then with the dinobots i think all the dinobots look pretty damn good um mm-hmm. just a little nitpick like i love the the clear plastic over the gold part which harkens back to the original figures the only thing that i wish was included was like all the little techie sculpty sculpty bits yeah like yeah. the originals had instead of just being flat um, I would happily have traded the combination gimmick for that detail because them combining is, I think, the least interesting part of this team. Um, it, it feels more like a bonus that they could combine than than anything to be excited over for me. So I was looking at the, the clear over gold stuff when the CAD model pictures went out, like the promo pictures. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, we'll know for sure when they come out. I'm now thinking it's not even a clear part over a gold part. I think it's just a clear part with reverse sculpting that's been painted underneath. So, like, it's just the gold paint oh. is on the is on the inside of the gold. Uh, or the, the gold paint is on the inside of a clear plastic piece. Uh-huh. Because um, I was like, this, this is like two components for all of those bits. That's going to push the budget real hard. And so I think they found, like, a kind of clever way to pull off the effect while you know still existing at whatever the price point is yeah well um, i'm glad that they even attempted the effect oh yeah i think it looks sharp like yeah especially if it is simpler the way i'm thinking it is i think that makes it even more impressive to me yeah i'm just missing that little little element of detail yeah um but yeah I, i'm looking forward to that team too um and then what was the other thing that uh cloud burst out? Cloudburst yeah, is the Cloud last Burst new thing. Cool. Yeah, yeah, but but stuff from pictures that that really kind of got me jazzed and cliff jumpered up. Um, I'm trying to remember now. Um, there was an I I remember there was another thing that I wanted to mention. Is is it in the the newer stuff we're going to talk about, or is it from? I don't think so. I think it was from one of those. I'm trying to okay. skim through the pictures now. Um, Rodimus looks like he has got potential to be cool. Oh, they yeah, they did finally show clearly the deluxe Rodimus, like, when he's not combined with the trailer. And, uh, that was also actually kind of new. They showed that at the end of the show, and, and he looks like one of the best 80s hot rod sculpts they've ever done. Like, uh, like just the car, not him combined with the trailer. Mm-hmm. Like, it looks, it looks like they got the chest on that better than the masterpiece did. Yeah. Which is um, blown my mind. Oh, the, and that side by side picture of that Optimus Prime to the um, oh the uh, the MP10, um, yeah MP10, yeah. Uh, really interesting how how many similarities there are. Now it's you're not going to trick anybody with uh, with power of the primes prime as you can't. You're not going to pass them off as masterpiece, but it's it's kind of neat how close it is for how much cheaper it's going to be 
that's the thing that I think I might have mentioned this last week. That's the thing that I think made me really like this as the combined mode is is how it's like he's got this 80s fluoro dairy ass like Orion packs who then combines into this like just straight up MP10 like that one cartoon model style Optimus Prime. Uh, yeah, like the shapes all being there in the arms and stuff, the way the hips look. Uh, I think it's really cool. It, it, it is part of what also makes this more interesting to me. And like, I would even say like, if you don't have like a straight up masterpiece display, but you have a bunch of those taller, like third party figures and you just want an Optimus to chill out with them. And then like, who knows, maybe Takara Tomy will paint more of those gray parts, uh, like on the inside to blend in better. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, yeah, it's, just, it's really cool how like the, the, the way that like the, like the forearms almost literally look like the same forearms. It's just the power of the primes one has the gray armor around it. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's really solid. Uh, I caught yesterday. Apparently, there is an ongoing weird debate about whether or not Power of the Primes Optimus is a reasonable substitution for MP10, um, which is an understandable discussion. I just I got I, I I got the feeling when someone said that was a discussion, I was like, I wonder if that turned ugly. And then someone told me it turned ugly, so I didn't go to look. Um, you no, know, clicking through these display case pictures, it does look like there's a little bit of the techie sculpting on the Dinobots. Maybe it was just the CAD models made it look smoother and less oh. detailed. Yeah, I I thought you meant you know what? I thought you meant stuff that would have re- I thought you meant stuff that resembled the stickers is what I thought you meant. <laughs> no, I meant like the gold part that's under the clear. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um Yeah, I must have gotten confused by the CAD models because in the CAD models it looked like they were just smooth. So I was going to uh, say that, like, I bet your repper labels would do all those G1 stickers for them as soon as the toys oh, come no, out. I wasn't worried about that. Yeah. I actually think of the Dinobots, Grimlock looks the weakest. Uh. Yeah, I, I don't like the hips on his dino mode They because they just keep going outwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they never stop going outwards. Yeah, and I think one of the things that has me excited is I never had any of the Dinobots as a kid. Um... I wanted them desperately, but just it never happened. Mm-hmm. And then that these are, and then by the, the time I was an adult collector to get them in the condition that I would have wanted them and not just like crummy ones that were floppy loose and I peeled stickers and maybe a horn was missing or whatever would have been so expensive that it just wasn't really plausible. Yeah. So to get this this team and you know I would just last episode I was trashing them leaning in so hard on G1 design for the upcoming kids line air quote um but with how hard G1 did the Dinobots are I think that's one of the reasons why I'm so excited because it's it's pretty close and it's going to be like what 20 bucks each instead of over 100 bucks each for the condition that I would want them in so it, it's going to be good enough to to kind of make me happy. It was at that point that Seth's internet went out for a while. Hey. Hey. Guess what? Uh, what? Comcast sucks. Yeah, they do. Like, they suck a whole bunch. Yeah, they stink. Well, Seth, we got one other Hascon thing to talk about. And this is the new stuff. This is the new awards stuff. dinner panel reveals. Uh, so there was an awards dinner. Uh, apparently, uh, Marky Mark was there and said he was in a movie. Um, 
But for us toy folks, there was also a few more reveals, all great prototypes, uh, very early in development. Uh, one of these had dates attached to some of its sketches, which I found very interesting. But that comes last. First comes Deluxe Moon Racer. This is uh, based on one of the old uh, 80s from that one episode, Fembots. Mm-hmm. Um, she is a deluxe. She she's apparently quote combiner compatible, which seems like that's the best they can say until they can finally just say everyone is a combiner. Uh, for whatever reason, they still can't. <laughs> um, so we see her vehicle mode and her robot mode. Uh, I think that she looks pretty darn cool. I like the vehicle mode a lot. Like that's my kind of space vehicle, yeah. where it's just like weird geometric shapes that look sleek. Um, I think her robot mode looks pretty good. Like, she's got a couple hunks on the sides of her legs, but I get the feeling those will present differently once she's actually in color. Um, Yeah, because it looks like her feet are on little platforms. Yeah, I believe that those platforms make up the front top side of the car. Yeah, it's just Um, weird looking. It's like she's wearing shoes on her shoes <laughs> yeah like I, I get the feeling that if her legs and feet are like you know a normal color and then a different color is chosen for the inside of the vehicle bits it'll make it i think visually clearer uh what's what like other than that like she looks fine to me like she seems posable enough yeah. um I, I i like the idea of how her transformation appears where the back third of the vehicle turns into a backpack that then folds around to also form her arms and her head um it's cool stuff going on um, how yeah, you feeling? The, yeah, the vehicle does look cool, like real interesting. Um, I'm gonna have to see more finalized pictures of the robot mode. I mean, I don't think it looks horrendous, but it's not really getting me excited. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I mean, it's it's a photo of a gray prototype projected on a screen. Yep, at an angle. So <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a lot. It, it wouldn't be fair to like just put my foot down and say this is garbage. Um, got gotta see more. Well, I mean, the, the most it, the, it, the, right now, I'd say that eh, seems fine. The most unfair thing you could do is to say like it doesn't even look painted. Yeah, <laughs> trying to sell me this unpainted trash. Uh. So that, that was one of the deluxe reveals. Um, that is also all these reveals are also in line with that massive leak. Uh, that happened from whoever took screenshots of an investor call. So uh, that stuff's probably all true as well. Um, the next uh, gray proto reveals another deluxe, and it is Ripper Snapper, thus uh, initially confirming the Abominus thing. Uh, I think this Ripper Snapper looks friggin' good. Uh, I think they got, like, an excellent shape for his his land shark mode, uh, and I think the robot mode looks fine. You know, it looks like a Scramble City combiner with more joints like a lot of Combiner Wars did. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm just really happy that his land shark mode has more going on than I was expecting. Like I like the uh, the curvature going into the top of the the beast head. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm liking the beast legs. Like it, it's a better alt mode than I might have expected for a deluxe ripper snapper. It does it look like it has teeth to you? I think that there are some. I don't think the mouth opens, but it does look like there's probably a teeth sculpt on that under ridge. It's just fuzzy. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it looks neat. He, he's one of those weird-ass kind of later G1 figures, like, as mm-hmm. I was aging out sort of a thing. So I don't have, like, a ton of nostalgia for 
for the era of Ripper Snapper and and his ilk. But uh, I mean, it it looks fun. Yeah, looks like a weird thing. I think there are a lot of ways that where you could be told you're going to do the terror cons, and then you could just really futz badly their alt modes, because their alt modes, for the most part, barring like a couple of them, are really stupid. And so, like, you've you've got to, like, stylize them in a certain way or it's just going to look like, you know, junk. It's going to look like the robot mode fell over. And someone's going to repaint this Wolverine colors, right? I hope so. Because he's got some Wolverine-ass claws coming off the backs of his hands. <laughs> I'm, I'm digging that. I, uh, <laughs> I like it when, if you have a beast mode where your robot arms are your beast arms, I like it if, like a real vestige of that beast mode just carries right through the robot mode in the form of these Wolverine claws. Yeah. Uh, and also further confirming Abominus, the next great prototype reveal is for a Voyager Hunger, who uh, his name is now GU with three R's. That is the current modern Hunger name. Uh, his robot mode head sculpt apparently was not ready because they put a Decepticon <laughs> emblem over it. Uh, so the theory is either it just really was messed up or maybe it was the wrong head. Like maybe it was a, like a, a placeholder or something, a placeholder, or if they already planned a retool for him, maybe it was one of those heads or given how much he resembles combiner war silver bolt. Maybe it was one of those three heads from that mold from a, a year ago. Because um, he does very much resemble like a super heavy retool of the Combiner Wars Silver Bolt Scattershot Cyclonus mold, uh, which means uh, the kind of like the kind of curvature on the top of his beast mode necks is going to probably form the outer border of the Abominus chest plate, which I'm sort of into. Uh, the downside is it also means he's got a somewhat predictable transformation, albeit one that I think kind of works. Uh, for this design, the only loss is his front two beast mode legs are anemic compared to the yeah. rest of his body. <laughs> yeah, he's all he looks all out of proportion himself. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like how thick half of his neck necks are, and then those get thin, and then he's got these tiny little front legs and these giant thick back legs. It just it looks like he would constantly be eating it into the dirt <laughs> like his, <Yeah. laughs> his snouts would just be constantly plowing into the ground <laughs> as he tips forward it seems like it's him and grimlock both have this going on where it's like their their alt mode suffers immensely <laughs> for the sake of a robot mode yeah like as much as ripper snapper looks cool in both modes i i'm not really feeling it in hungers either modes yeah because his legs look like in his robot mode his legs look like really stick leggy with little feet and then there's just i think having those giant things bolted to his forearms the oh, those, guns those are accessories the, yeah but it's having those stuck on there doesn't help it just makes them look super top heavy yeah like i, I would probably never display him with those especially like i'm, I'm kind of hoping there the might feet? be yeah, those are those are the uh, the combiner feet. Um, I'm, I'm hoping there's maybe some. I would actually like to see if there was a way to bolt those onto his robot legs, yeah, uh, or onto his back or something. Because yeah, yeah, they. I mean, it, it's fine if he just has them on his punch glove things. Like I can buy that. It's just when he's standing still, it certainly makes his legs look worse. Um, but uh, yeah, it's basically a con confirmation that we're gonna have an abominus. 
um, to fight the Computron that came out the other year, or whoever else you want him to fight. Um, also, it means that, like, we've seen one of the real freakish, uh, terror cons, uh, so the only major question left, like, the, the ones we haven't seen, one of them turns into a small two-headed dog, that's not that hard, one of them turns into a bird, that's probably just a retool of swoop, so we just gotta see what they do for blot. Uh, I'm curious what blot, like, new blot's alt mode will look like, because whenever you do blot after the original blot, you kind of have to make some calls about what he turns into, because 80s blot doesn't turn into anything. <laughs> uh, and so, like, the third-party blot that came out a couple years ago, I thought made some really great calls to turn him into this, like, deranged, hunchbacked ogre thing. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping that maybe something similar will happen with the Power of the Primes one. Um, and this brings us to the final reveal, which is the third leader class toy, who won a fan poll. It's Optimus Primal. And uh, before we get into what the toy looks like, I want to point out, they also showed a bunch of design sketches. And this really helps me understand how a fan-voted toy actually is happening still. Uh, so there are from... Uh, it looks like this guy was designed on paper, at least at least the large robot mode was designed on paper by Shogo Hasui, who worked on the really beloved run of Masterpiece Toys. Uh, so there's a design sketch on, gri on graph paper uh, from April 20, 2017. And then there are uh, CAD models from June 22nd, 2017. And there is a gray physical transforming model of the toy as of at least September 2017. So that, that I think they, they mentioned before that once they really embraced uh, 3D printing uh, for their prototyping, they were able to really rapid prototype a lot of stuff and cut a few months off their usual timeline. And mm -hmm. this is communicating that excellently. Like, this makes me actually believe more that the fan votes are not rigged as much um like i get the feeling that a number like of the nine choices it seems likely that a good half of them actually were all potentially able to happen um i think that if the choice had ended up being something like shockwave or hound or rc the big problem would have been like what do we have how do we fit them into this leader yeah. play pattern of like small robot into big robot but uh i'm, I'm really impressed that they're showing those those dates on these pictures like it, it's uh usually some industry stuff that they don't like to share um like the development timelines that directly uh so that's cool also it's optimus primal so there's this little optimus primal robot he turns into a hoverboard shuttlecraft he comes with a big robot monkey uh who can ride the shuttleboard uh if he wants to and then they can combine together into a, an optimal optimus robot and i believe the optimal optimus robot can also transform into a jet truck thing like he used to be able to uh and it looks like the hoverboard i think is the cockpit of that vehicle mode so i think that's a combined vehicle mode anyway this these are like two two and a half changers that combine together uh i'm kind i'm kind of digging it now that i understand who's turning into what uh that took me a little while <laughs> um but seth how are you feeling about uh, this fresh optimus primal uh all right um like to to your point, I think it it probably is a case of these are the voting options. Um, let's get some preliminary sketches on these ones that are probably going to be the front runners. If you have time, do some sketches on these. That might happen if things go weird. And uh, eh, don't worry about these two or three. 
Yeah, I think I think that they I think that they didn't expect Hound would win, so they probably didn't. Yeah, then they didn't bother. But I bet you, I bet you, they probably had at least like a sketch on a napkin for like, well, you know what? Yeah. If Hound wins, what if this? Yeah. What if? Um. But yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it looks all right. I mean, it looks like it's going to be a good option for for the Beast War fan kids that maybe couldn't afford the the uh um masterpiece oh yeah yeah um so yeah it has potential i mean see where it goes i've as i've said a lot lately like i'm not a big time beast wars fan but um i like when the beast war fans get something because they don't get much yeah so that's and, uh, cool. and a new optimal optimist uh i'm always i'm always into seeing a fresh take on optimal optimist because uh the old toy is not bad but it is very improvable upon yeah and it also is like it's a little it's just it's a very messy toy to to play around with because of stuff like the you know the forearm armor is spring-loaded and can just fire off the missile launchers are spring-loaded and hair triggered and can shoot you in the face uh he's covered in vac metal chrome that could fall off like i I, i'm always up for a more durable maybe even slightly simplified optimal optimus um what what i'm really interested to see with this figure is how the colors are laid out because some people have already done uh some digi bashes on these uh gray pictures to just see what color schemes might work Uh and optimus primal the small robot He's gonna. He's probably gonna have to have an orange backpack since his backpack turns into the chest of the optimal Optimus uh, robot mode, uh, which means the shuttle mode, the hover, the hoverboard mode is gonna be interesting to look at. I really like the hoverboard mode though because of the cockpit on the front. Uh, if it didn't have that cockpit, I think I would have been da- like straight up down on it that he just turns into a plank. But to go like, all right, hoverboard. What if we put a cockpit on the front so he's also like just like a you know, sci-fi shuttlecraft, like a, sh- uh, a cargo shuttlecraft. That is somehow completely 180-ing my opinion on that. Um, I love the little cockpit. Like, that is making it for me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's neat. Especially if you could fit a Titan Master or something in there. If, the, if they have room in there to put something, I'm going to do a backflip. Like, even <laughs> if, if, you, if at least it's easy to remove the cockpit hatch so that you could put, like, a little 3D printed figurine in there... Uh, even that I would be just super into because Optimal Optimus had the G1 Optimus Prime like spark in him. And that was going to be a feature, like a little spark pilot on the original toy that they nixed, if I remember correctly. So if someone makes like a tiny little spark pilot to put in there, like that would be the the clincher on the homage. Um, there's, there's a lot of cool stuff going on with this. Have a seat that could fit one of those modern Diclone God, that would be cool. <laughs> and then, like, even if you if you do that, and then you just retool the Optimus Primal into more of like a piloted mech robot to like fit in with the Diaclone line, mm-hmm. like that would be so cool. Oh man. Anyway, uh, that yeah. seems like something Japan would do, whether Hasbro cared for it or not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, we just stuck this in there because we wanted to. 
the the whole like all three of the leader toys we've seen they're all so kooky and fun looking that i'm i'm really into them i'm, I'm looking forward to messing with them they all are suffering visually somewhere here and there in order to be so kooky and multifunction. Yeah. but the multifunction is pushing so hard I, I think that tj brought this up before and had the conversation uh maybe last time that like I think that the sheer amount that these things are doing is like enough to outweigh uh, some of the visual cracks for me. Mm -hmm. Like they seem like they're going to be the kind of figures you have sitting on your desk for months. If, if you know, on a tactile level, they're solid. This will all fall apart if they feel flimsy. But the potential is super high here, I think, for just like fun ass toys. Um. And I think that does it for our Hascon topic. Seth, was there any other Hascon stuff you wanted to talk about, Transformers or otherwise, that you might have caught? Um, let me just skim through some pictures real quick and see if anything jumps. I don't think so. I, know I still have some... this feeling there was something from way earlier that I meant to have a point on, but... Was it, was it Transformers still? Because there was yeah. also like there was also Marvel and Star Wars stuff there. I know there was a lot of Marvel really Legends catch, news there. Yeah, I didn't really catch any of that. I've tried to pay more attention to the Transformers stuff for for the show. Um, yeah. Although did the you see stuff something I, that you thought I would have cared about? <laughs> I didn't know the pro This is the problem. There seemed to be a ton of Marvel Legends news, but like it. Because of the way I tend to look at Marvel Legends, it all just struck me as like, yeah, they're doing more Marvel Legends and like nothing really like <laughs> nothing grabbed me by the collar. Like there wasn't like a death's head or anything that would have really made me, you know, double take. It's like they're doing they're doing a solid looking Betsy Braddock Psylocke. Um, they had a 3D printed prototype of a new Wolverine that looked really cool. Also, partly for being a new Wolverine, but partly because it showed one of their 3D printed six inch prototypes, which... It looks like they just print in one go, which is amazing. Uh, he's just, like, covered in gating material and stuff. But it, it was kind of neat that they showed that. Okay, let's see. There was a, a new apocalypse. Yeah, he's the right oh, yeah, color that now. wave with Black Bolt. Um, just trying to click through quick. Yeah. So there's only the one Psylocke. It's like the Jim Lee style Psylocke, right? Yeah. Or is there another one? Yeah, it's it's Ninja Psylocke. Oh, okay. When you said Bessie Braddocks, I was thinking like, holy crap, are they doing like the oh, lavender right, flowing outfit? Or better yet, the very short-lived hooded armor version? I, I forgot there was like all the different Psylocks. Psylocke was a fighting game character for me before I remembered that she was an X-Men character. Yeah. My favorite my favorite Psylocke costume was right before they turned her into a ninja. And she had like this purplish suit of armor with a hood and a cape. Oh punk rock mohawk storm looks cool. Right, right. That's the other one that a lot of my timeline was was getting excited about. I love Mohawk Storm. Yeah, she looks super solid. Because that's what Storm looked like when I started reading X-Men, so... I think that happens. I felt, I felt bad, because I was like... I think she looks great, but like I, I know I don't have the same history with Mohawk Storm. A lot of bigger fans do. So I was like, that just looks cool. I think I'm really tuned down on Marvel Legends. <laughs> uh, oh, so with 
like these upcoming Star Wars figures. Um, so once they're for the new movie, we're starting to get clues about things that are going to happen in the movie. So like there's a Finn in, in First Order Officer outfit and this uh, yeah. new chick that's like going to be Finn's buddy, um, Rosie, in, in First Order Officer disguise. And I saw somebody tweet something like, the bad guys in Star Wars should try disguising themselves as the good guys once in a while because it always seems to work the other way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no one ever seems to notice. And then I started almost... thinking about it, and it's like almost every Star Wars movie at some point has the good guys masquerading as bad guys. Starts it's with it's Han... almost a... Huh? Well, I was going to say, it's, al- it's almost a running gag in Rebels uh, that they're like constantly in disguise as Imperials or bounty hunters or stuff. Yeah. Cause you got Han and Luke dressing as stormtroopers in the first movie. Then maybe, maybe it doesn't happen in empire, but in Jedi Lando Calrissian is dressed up as one of Jabba's guards. And then later all, all the good guys are on a shuttle, an Imperial shuttle shuttle. Then they do a similar well, they do basically the same thing in Rogue One. They're yeah. on a stolen shuttle. <laughs> the antagonists are just too certain that their stuff is uncapturable. Yeah. Like, they gotta put a chip or something into the Stormtrooper helmet that just makes the entire suit of armor ignite and incinerate if you try to remove the helmet without, like, putting in the code. Yeah. <laughs> And then you just get the Wookiees going out into battle, going like, well, if we just tear all their helmets off, the stormtroopers all incinerate, so whatever. Um, Dummies. Those dumbasses. Sounds like Hascon went well. Um, now that it's full and done and over and we're podcasting after the fact, like, everyone I talked to, you know, the handful of people I talked to who actually went, said it was a, it was a fun time. Um, it sounds like... It's definitely an event that's trying to figure out what it is, but it also sounds like it made more or less nothing but correct decisions in trying to do so this first year. So uh, I'm happy to hear that. Uh, it seems like it went well. Um, and moving on from that, there is some other news that popped up that I didn't really feel like talking about right now, like a whole bunch of um, photos of the like next year's movie, the best figures and stuff. A lot of that's just like pre-order images and none of it really excited me that much. So I figured instead we could just do a couple more listener questions if you're cool with that, Seth. Yeah. Because uh, we got one here from Badlander86 who says, Hey, Wonton Fruit Gang, uh, I just picked up the Ninja Turtles WWE crossover line and still can't understand why Raph got stuck as Sting. More to the point, if, say, WWE decided to Montreal screw over Mattel and give the rights to make some weird crossover-style toys to Hasbro, a la the Star Wars Transformers line, what would be some of your best or weirdest ideas for some figures? I guess obvious ones would be like Undertaker turning into a funeral hearse, Stone Cold Steve Austin turning into some kind of redneck-esque pickup truck, or Kurt Angle turning into a milk truck, the goon into a Zamboni, uh, etc. But you can go outside of the box for this, like, I don't know, Booker T into a boombox, or Goldust into a film. Filming camera. <laughs> I would actually be down for that. You can even justify black repaints as NWO editions. I uh, hope you guys have fun with the questions. So, Seth, uh, those WWE TMNT figures, they're on like wave two now, I think. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird thing that they're doing. 
I don't necessarily yeah. get it. <laughs> um, but uh, so yeah, so I mean, if if it was just like the examples uh, he gave are all if they did a Transformer WWE line, mm. but would would another example be more like what they're doing by putting wrestling vestige onto the turtles would they be putting like wrestling vestige onto transformer characters so it's still a transformers character but just like dressed up like a wrestler yeah it's roman reigns optimus prime so like optimus with like a big glove that silly vest and his trailer has a roman reigns logo on it (laughs) it just has roman reigns's face on it (laughs) well he has that little symbol that's on his puffy vest that he wears to the ring. Uh, so would it be that, or would it just be, like he said, a, a hearse that turns I into feel like, Robot Undertaker? Like I feel the like the Robot Undertaker. Robot Undertaker feels like the more likely scenario. Uh, I feel like whoever would be leading up this project would probably feel like there's easier and and more doable ideas coming out of that. Although it would be kind of fun to see like a Bumblebee who turns into like a lowrider and then when he transforms into robot mode, he's covered in like John Cena rapper gear. He's got like, you know, orange wristbands and a baseball cap or something. Well, except for John Cena's not that anymore. He's Mr. Hustle, Loyalty and Respect. He'd probably yeah, be Hound turning Let's into see. an army jeep or something. Let's have both of them do it. We'll have, like, Hound turns into current John Cena, Bumblebee turns into rapper John Cena. Yeah. So I think, I think, I think that the wrestler being a robot that turns into a relevant vehicle, it just seems, it makes more sense to me. Yeah. Because also there, there are a number of wrestlers who, it would be too much work, I think, to try to make it look like the robot is them as well. Like, if it's an existing Transformer. Yeah, and I don't think Hasbro would necessarily want to put Wrestler all over their established characters, which is one of the yeah. things that I think is so weird with the Ninja Turtle crossover thing. It's like, are are is it supposed to be the Turtles cosplaying as these wrestlers? Like, what is... I don't even get it. That's like, the impression I, I get. <laughs> the Turtles are just huge friggin' wrestling fans. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess it would be more like the examples the guy gave and it would be more like the the star wars transformer line that that yeah. was a bunch of crummy figures <laughs> i'm not gonna hear bad words about that yoda that yoda was top tier the uh, only one the only one of those i ever got was the boba fett and it, it's kind of awful no the boba fett's a, the yoda was great yoda and, and commander cody were the stars of that whole line the Yoda was ridiculous. <laughs> uh, I'm just trying, I was thinking of, of, of what people could turn into. I, like, for some reason, the first thought I had was, what if The Rock turned into a steamroller? No, he's a rock lord. Turns into a turns, turns boulder. Into a boulder. Yeah, some granite. What if he turns into a, a, a boulder-themed bowl? Bowl? Yeah, a bowl. He turns into a bowl. For cooking? Yes. What if the rock turned into a pie? Because the rock likes pie. I could dig that. 
The rock turns into a street sign for Know Your Role Boulevard. Well, now I want a Japanese company to be doing this because a Steve Austin that turned into a beer can would be amazing. Yes. And there's no way Hasbro's doing that or any American company is doing a beer can. But a Japanese Mankind company turns wouldn't into a care. sock. Yeah. <laughs> mankind turns into a sock puppet on a giant robot hand. No, Mankind turns into Dude Love. Oh, he's like a... He's a triple changer. He also turns into Cactus Jack. All right. <laughs> it would be kind of cool if if they like went crazy with it, where it's like it's not just one figure whose torso keeps turning inside out, but it's like Dude Love's legs are like Cactus Jack's arms somehow. Yeah. <laughs> uh... I think who else? Because I, I want to think of silly ideas. Because those seem more like I'm. I'm well, way more we, into the idea of like gold dust turning into a film camera. Yeah, like, that seems fun. But both us and the the guy that wrote in the question, we keep going back to Attitude Era, and I'm sure they would yeah. want more current stuff happening. Um, the Ultimate Warrior turns into a spaceship that okay. looks like a giant Ultimate Warrior mask. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a good current guy. Hulk, Ho Hulk Hogan turns into a syringe full of anabolic steroids. <laughs> I would always... Like, if my head... Like, Hulk Hogan was, like, at his height when monster trucks were, like, this crazy new thing. And I always think of, like, Hulk Hogan and Bigfoot being the equivalent of each other. Yeah, um, yeah, I can see that. So... Just the idea of a transforming Hulk Hogan would be a monster truck. Like, not necessarily Bigfoot, and hopefully not that god-awful Hollywood Hogan monster truck from the 90s with the giant arms on it. That thing, <laughs> is, that thing was ludicrous. Um, yeah, it would just be like a, a straight red and yellow monster truck. <laughs> yeah, like bright red and yellow, like little streamer on the antenna or whatever. Monster trucks have that like radio antenna, right? Like I remember that being a thing. Sure, they, I'm sure they can. I don't. They can have you an need, antenna. You need to have I a suppose. streamer somewhere. If it's eighties, you got to have a streamer. Yeah. Um, uh. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what modern guys would turn into. You could have what's his name, the drifter, the drifter just, guy, turn into yeah, a guitar. A live Samson <laughs> turn into a box car, just like a train box car, <laughs> not even a train engine. Just a bland-ass boxcar. And the problem is a lot of uh, modern wrestlers don't really have the kind of over-the-top character that past wrestlers did. So it's a little harder to think of something silly for, like, Seth Rollins to turn into. <laughs> Seth Rollins turns into uh, a curb for another Seth Rollins figure to stomp someone into. Except for he's not allowed to do that anymore. Well, this is the, he's a robot now, so it's, it's okay now because it's... Robots, robots can do that to each yeah. other. Robot violence uh, is different. I was going to say Bray Wyatt turns into a farmhouse. I think that would work. Randy Orton would turn and, into a snake. Yeah, Randy Orton turns into a snake. The Wyatt family, however many of them there are right now, can combine into a sheep. I don't think there's any Wyatt family anymore. Oh. They're all split up. That's a bummer. Um... Jinder Mahal could turn into the Taj Mahal. Or he could just turn into the stupid giant double cage thing that I saw pictures of. Oh, the Punjabi prison. Yeah, he just he just splits apart into matchsticks that are all hinged together. Yeah. Well, 
it's common knowledge if you get arrested in the Punjabi province, the jails are just two layers of bamboo cage. <laughs> Obviously. Um did you oh, hear like did more... you hear the the story that apparently um when they brought out the great Kali to help uh gender win that match, Kali got confused and thought he was supposed to be the champ now. <laughs> did did you guys talk about that in that DM I'm in cuz I think I read that on Twitter somewhere. Maybe. Yeah, so Kali just comes out and holds Randy Orton to keep him from winning. Well, he gender climbs out, and somehow Kali thought that meant he was the champ. <laughs> it's like, what do you well, mean I didn't win the match I wasn't in? <laughs> you know, who knows what the rules are like when you're in a Punjabi prison? <laughs> yeah, there are no rules. I mean, are you crazy? There's two layers of bamboo shoots is what there are. Uh, oh, man, I had like one more in the back of my head. And now I forgot it. Damn it. Kevin Owens oh. could turn into no. like a like a food truck. Well, I would be down for that. <laughs> Poutine food truck. I think it was Ric Flair turns into uh, a box of fried chicken. Oh, not a limousine or a jet, private jet. So like fancy Ric Flair turns into a jet and a limousine. He's a combiner uh -huh. of two vehicles. But then like secret third party knockoff Ric Flair turns into a box of fried chicken. Cool. I want friggin' Southpaw regional wrestling stuff way more now that you brought it up. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm more interested in that. Um, but yeah, the, the one of the problems with this is I think that Badlander, you 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 dropped a bunch of super solid ones that kind of outdid anything I can yeah. think of now. <laughs> it took all the easy ones. Goldust into a film camera is still the only thing I actually really want. Uh, maybe like Kane turns into a handheld flamethrower. No, Kane turns into the mayor of a yeah. county. <laughs> so he's like he's like the Mick Foley figure. He just turns inside out from like demon guy into like big friendly guy in a suit. Yeah, that's what I'd like to see. I want to see wrestler figures of wrestlers who had very conflicting gimmicks, where you just like very complicatedly turn the figure inside out. Demon so Kane like, turns into corporate Kane. Yeah, they're like covered in joints and stuff, and they look like the weirdest Animorphs type stuff. It's all just for this very dedicated gimmick idea that really isn't working out in the figure. Like, I kind of want that. Something that looks like it's out of the late 90s. Uh, anyway, hope that answers your question to some satisfactory degree, Badlander86. Um, we've also got another question here. Uh, following the trend from last week, this question comes from another podcast host. Uh, so this comes from Mikey G Wolf V2, the paleontologist. Oh. Uh, over well, on Moonbase 2. According to one of my co-workers, dinosaurs never existed. I found that out well, recently. <laughs> Mikey's got something to say about that, I'm sure. Uh, we never walked on the moon. Moon landing is fake. And the Earth is probably flat. He's He's still not completely certain on that one, but he's claimed that he's done 100 hours of research on the matter... Oh, and he's them? pretty sure that it's flat. I have hundred hours is huh? Hundred hours is more than four days. Yeah, I've I've been avoiding 
getting trapped in any conversations with this guy on the topic because I can't deal with that right now. <laughs> no, that's that's a guy who uh, is in the wrong year to 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 be uh, that kind of presence in someone's life. There's no more time for that. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if Mikey has anything to say about the moon landing, but he does have a question for us. Hopefully he has something to say about the moon landing. On the moon. <laughs> uh, since one of the transmissions team recently asked a ye a follow-up to an old question, uh, I thought that as a Moonbase 2 representative, Irish I'd rip people. off his idea <laughs> and do Ask the same. Ask a ye a follow-up. Come on, Ireland. <laughs> he wrote that. Get he your letters that. together. Uh, a few episodes back, a question led you to discuss the viability of six-inch non-transforming Transformers toys. Let's say you specifically have been given free reign to create said toy line. What existing figure producer do you go with? NECA, Figma, Fig Arts, Jack Specific? Would you have a unified aesthetic, uh, or would you go with a mix as found in the Marvel and DC collector lines? What characters make up the first wave? Remember, you may not believe in the click, but the click, the click, believe in you. Um, can I just, like immediately nullify the idea of NECA or Jack specific doing Transformers. <laughs> he put those in there to. to troll. Yeah, he's trying to start some... Cr no, we're nixing... So it's weird how he only asked Figma and Fig Arts. I guess he just likes those Japanese companies. Um, oh, so he watches I, too much anime to begin with. Way too much. Yeah, that's, that's why he's only after those Figmas and those Fig Arts. Um, like, they only do anime. I would have Mattel do it. No. Oh. My favorite <laughs> anime is wrestling. That's why I got that rock figure. figure. Um, so I, I, I don't know if like, because if, if this means that it has to be an existing figure producer, then I would basically just say Bandai. So figure arts. Like I, would, it, I would say Hasbro for the perfectly selfish reasons of then it would be available in stores easily and be significantly cheaper. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is, this question feels like it's like Hasbro doesn't w want to do it. They want to hire another company to do the non-transforming figures. Because, yeah, I, Hasbro doing them would be the the preferred method for me if it's going to be something that's in stores and is affordable. If it's got to be another company who's big, probably Bandai because they have a ton of experience with this stuff. And that's, um, that's in a world where we can just decide that because I don't think... Yeah. Hasbro and their partnership with with uh, Takara Tomy would ever want to work directly with Bandai on something. No, especially not by name. Like at, at best, you maybe get people who worked on Bandai lines doing it independently on the side. Uh, I like, you know, like those are the companies off the top of my head. Like, if it could be done in a more straightforward aesthetic. And at six inches to, to eight inches, I'd love to see some indie companies try it. Like, 3A has made some good small robot toys. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind seeing that, you know? Um, Four Horsemen. They've never done robot stuff that I know of, except for maybe something involved in Outer Space Men. I think the most robotic stuff I've seen from them are those pre-orders they put up for the new Power Lords, because mm -hmm. there's some dudes in full armor. And I I wouldn't mind seeing that. Four Horsemen can get pretty darn creative with how they, like, you know, they'll, they'll make, like, one buck, basically. But in the context of the one buck figure for a line, like, I've seen them get pretty darn creative with where they put the joint placement. Um, 
so like off the top of my head, those would be the companies I would think of. Um, as for like the characters in the first wave, let's pretend like we don't have to make it Megatron, Optimus, Bumblebee, and Starscream. Uh, like Seth, who would you really want to get a robot mode figure of? Like just straight up, it's your call. Um, I think I would have a lot of preference toward like Megatron and shockwave like the gun guys where you can't really do much with them in gun mode except for hold them like a gun Um, yeah like because that's where i started thinking again how i would be down with something like that was whilst messing with um leader megatron because it's like okay well i've seen him as a gun now and i don't think i ever need to see him as a gun again because can't really do much with them (laughs) it'd be weird to display this fake gun with hinges on it um Mm -hmm. so i i think i would go that way first um just all the names that are jumping to mind are mostly decepticons like starscream might be cool like a really detailed articulated starscream that you could put in cool poses um, yeah, like Decepticons often have vehicle modes that will impact the robot mode, like 80s Decepticons, like from well, 80s year one Decepticons have a lot of vehicle modes that impact their robot modes a lot heavier, like, you know, the Seekers, it seems in the experience of how many different people have tried to make a modern Starscream toy, turning into a jet always seems to be an issue, like it, it leads to to the figure being huge or like... You know, not having a waist joint because the nose cone is moving through the torso. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's not have modern Rebel Tech do it, though. Because the only way yeah. any of their modern stuff looks cool is when they're in, like, these extreme poses where their feet are, like, ten miles apart. <laughs> and that's, de- like, that certainly is... It's It's not, like, a hidden thing about the way they're marketing their toys, which I appreciate. And so I actually, like, when I got that Rebel Tech Spider-Gwen, or, you know, the amazing Yamaguchi Spider-Gwen, I was like, I also want to know, like, what Yamaguchi stuff feels like now. And it feels better, but it also still is like, no, this is meant to be in really stylized poses. Yeah. Like, that's what this, that's what Yamaguchi's whole thing is about. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I, I also, I, I'm just so into a figure that can look subtle. Uh... I don't really know who I'd I'd absolutely want in Wave 1, because, like, to me, it's just, like, I just want to see what these would look like. Like, I would take... I would take the textbook Wave 1 of Optimus, yeah. Megatron, Bumblebee, Starscream, uh, just to see, like, what the... It, to me, it would be more about how are you doing this? You know, like, how, how do they look and feel? And then once I see that, if I like it, then I'm going to start thinking, like, you know, stupid selfish stuff, like, all right, now do Punch Counter Punch and Omega Supreme for Wave 2, you know? <laughs> Do a do do a punch figure and a counter punch figure, because I don't want them to even turn into each other. I want them to be fully dedicated. I think if if we were doing a four figure wave, which I think is probably a good number, mm-hmm. um, less if it was a more expensive company like Figma, um, then you know let, let's do two. But let's say it's yeah. it's a more affordable four figure wave. Um, I think even I. I think I would only do two of, like, the four. So do, like, Megatron Optimus out of the gate, and then a couple more 
not obscure, but like the other guys <laughs> kind of a thing. And then save uh, Bumblebee and Starscream for wave two sort of a thing. So you just don't, you know, shoot the whole wad straight away. Um, yeah. Then as far as styles and stuff, because he asked about styles, um, I would just want them all to be the same style. Like one of my little gripes with Marvel Legends right now is every wave has like a mix of comic book and and MCU style. Like with the Netflix wave, I would have been way happier with that wave if it, if it was just all Netflix stuff and not have almost half the wave and the build a figure be comic book guys or that friggin' Dr. Strange wave that only had like two and a half movie figures. And then all the rest of it was comic book. Mm-hmm. And I'm only counting astral project projection. Dr. Strange is half because it's the exact same figure with less accessories yeah. in crummy transparent plastic. Like, like I don't, I don't mind the mixed aesthetic as much as I do that freaking astral projection bit. Like, I, as someone who was more spectating it, even like that really annoyed me. Of like, you know, in the same wave, we're gonna have literally just the clear plastic version when it's like that is a friggin' store variant. And you know it. That's a figure that's in a two pack. <laughs> that's that's not something you throw in a friggin' bath wave. <laughs> it just has a real bad look. Yeah, it's. <laughs> It's like I wonder if they were afraid that maybe the movie wasn't going to do well enough to to support it, or are they afraid of alienating the comic fans? So they always have to cater to them, the people that want the comic style stuff. Like, I'm sure I, I'm that's not part sure of it. what the thinking is, but it's like so we're never going to get the ancient one. We're never going to get Wong. We're never going to get so many other characters they could have done. I, th- I think it's like for sh- for the sheer number of six inch Marvel Legends that seem to be coming out all the time, I get this feeling that they are also like very strictly limited to like you know you can put out this many waves, but you can only put out this many waves, uh, like each year. So it feels like they just like they end up making tons and tons of like decisions based on we don't know if we're gonna get another one of these, so let's stuff all this stuff in as well. Um. Yeah, but they'll, I, I, they'll be straight comic book waves like that. Uh, the Warlock X-Men wave. That was all yeah. comic style. Well, I, I think it's like it, that's why it bleeds over even into the movie waves um, is, is like they 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 want to, quote unquote, you know, like finish these sets, hit these character marks. I, I, I was about to say, I feel like the build a figure part makes this feel worse than maybe it actually is, because it's yeah. like. It's tying it all in with like a collect all gimmick as well. Yeah. When if there was no build a figure, it would probably feel a lot less pressure to need to buy all of the wave. Yeah, like but that or, Netflix you know, wave next to each other. Yeah, with that Netflix wave, if it wasn't if the build a figure wasn't man thing, which is a weird enough deal that I was into it, I would have been perfectly happy only getting the the Netflix figures and skipping yeah. the comic figures. Because I don't, I don't care about Bullseye. I don't need that Bullseye. I mean, it's a good Bullseye figure, but I could totally live without that. And, like, that second Guardians of the Galaxy um, 
wave, I skipped all the comic book figures. It appears to build a figure, this friggin' weird tiger man with a gun arm that I couldn't care less about. Yeah, the, the Build-A-Figure thing is is a small part of why I don't really engage with Marvel Legends much, is I just don't want to think about it, you know? And then it's like, obviously, you can sell off the Build-A-Figure parts if you want to, but I'm like, I don't want to take that on, you know? Like, friggin' buy a figure, then figure out who I'm going to sell the arm to. Like, I just want to buy the figure. <laughs> I don't want this to turn into, like, a multi-step process because I like Darkhawk or something. Um... I was just going to throw in there, because this, this question was based on a conversation you and me had, I think, four weeks ago, back in episode 473, uh, when we were talking about, like, you know, the idea of doing a non-transforming Transformer. Uh-huh. Uh, we got a reply on that thread from Decemberist, who, uh, I believe, I'm going to double check this just so I'm not outing somebody here. Checking his postings. No, he's, he's a Decemberist, uh, works over at 3A, and posts on TFW sometimes. So he chimed in with his experience about licensing deals since we were talking about that whole thing about like, you know, can you could you do like a Transformers figure that also isn't 14 inches taller, etc. So uh, his, his post is, quote, my experience with licensing deals can be broken down into either price point or scale. Most deals are specifically a size range at a certain price point could be as vague or as simple uh, as license for one six scale and property or as strict as 12 inch to 16 inch at one ninety nine to two ninety nine dollars. Occasionally, and this seems rare to me, a company will pitch something to a licensee saying we don't have a licensed product at X price point and size. We want you to make them. Uh, and there are opportunities to pitch amendments in the license to include other series and size ranges depending on the company, studio, or artist you're working with. Uh, he says, I think realistically a licensed non-transforming 8-inch to 12-inch range would be priced somewhere between $100 to $140, maybe more depending on the tooling. Still pricey, but not as harsh on the wallet as the premium format one. Definitely curious to hear what interest for a smaller range would be like. Uh, this reply came, I think, uh, some days after the podcast went up, so it might have flown under the radar of some people, so I wanted to, to give it a highlight now that it's, it was on my mind. Um, but that's that's some that's some cool info to hear. Like, whenever anyone can share anything about licensing, I think it's kind of, it's helpful to then, you know, when you're talking about new licensed product, to be able to, to figure out some of the hows and whys of why something is what it is. Uh... As far as interest in a, for a smaller range, I would just like to myself say, like, definitely lots, you know, if I'm the voiceover <laughs> in the corner. But uh, that's just me. <laughs> uh, so thanks, Decemberist, for chiming in, by the way. Uh, I, meant, I meant to mention that ages ago, and then that popped up at the end of August, and then I was in a weird headspace the end of August and kind of forgot about a bunch of stuff. <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, Seth, anything else you want to throw in about this particular question? I think we, we kind of hit a whole yeah, lot of stuff on it. Yeah, I think we kind of covered it. So thanks, Mikey, for throwing that one in. Uh, Good and that job, brings us Mikey. To our, yeah, J- Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> Go, you, got, you, gotta, if, you know what? If you're going to tell me dinosaurs weren't on the moon, then Mikey, it's up to you to change history and to make it so dinosaurs were on the moon. Because uh, I think that would be super cool. I'll leave it in your hands. Um, Seth, we're going to do what we got this week. So my question to you is, did you get anything this week? Yes, I got an off-topic thing this week. Ah, I got an on-topic thing this week. Okay. Well, why don't you go first? Because on-topic is more on-topic than... Oh, no, wait. Did I say I got an off-topic thing? I meant I got an on-topic third-party thing. 
Well, friggin', that's on topic. Yes, that's still that's on what topic. I, that's and, what I meant. I misspoke. And if it's the thing I'm thinking of, I actually want to know how, what you think about it. Oh, Mr. Smarty Pants knows what I'm going to talk about. It just it just popped into my head. I remembered I was talking about this last time. Oh, l- look at me. I'm Angelus. I remember things. <laughs> I do. That's <laughs> Listen, you can't spell memory without Angelus. the E... <laughs> The E that's in my, my internet name. Uh, all right, Seth, what'd you get? I got Bad Cube's Huff. That's right. And so then I went in the garage and I dug up what what were they called? Cubex was that their original Cubex. name? Cubex. Yeah. I dug up that Huff. Um, it's different in mm-hmm. that it's not garbage, but a lot of the. Uh, a lot of the engineering is different. Like you can see, I mean, very clearly that it's the same same folks were involved because there are a lot of similarities in the design, but it yeah. is clearly an all new uh, sculpt because it's slightly different size. But like the face is very similar. Um, a lot of the shapes are very similar. Um, it's significantly significantly better in that the paint isn't coming off and it could stand because the the leg joints aren't impossibly loose so it that sounds like that's a massive very, improvement those are two very clear improvements yeah um all the colors are a lot brighter it, it's like the grayish blue that makes up his his torso is is brighter um the orange is way brighter. The orange was kind of dingy on the original figure. Um, everything is smoother and simplified. Like there's less detail in the legs and the cab. It to fit in with the more modern, cartoonish, slanted um, masterpiece figures. So it will fit in with masterpiece figures better than the original one did. Um, mm-hmm. But there, and the transformation is is roughly the same, but a, a little simpler in a couple spots. Um, I miss some of those details from from the original. Like it, it's completely unnecessary. But on the truck cab on the original, the headlights flipped around to disappear when in robot yeah. mode. Totally unnecessary, but it was a nice little extra detail. Um, the new one still has the plate that covers the the like comes up behind his head to to like to hide the empty space um that is the cab of the truck when it's when he's in robot mode but it's just a plate that kind of slides up into place where um the other one was more of a door that that unfolded to cover the space yeah um but in both cases, the front wheels fold up and in and hide in the cab. But now, additionally, the side mirrors fold up and go into the cab, where on the original, they just folded down flat. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do kind of like the more detailed truck mode um, on the original, but... Um, the original is just such a mess 
I mean, just with the paint coming off, like just having it here on my desk, like I can get it to stand if I'm careful, but I had this little piece of paper on my desk that I had it standing over and there's a little pile of paint bits <laughs> just from making them stand. I wasn't even touching the parts where the paint is coming off from. It just yeah. kind of comes flaking off in the breeze. <laughs> so, yeah, it is it is greatly improved. Um, I like it a lot. I, I don't really care for the two face sculpts. Like, either he has a mouth open, yelling face, or this really bland, expressionless face. Mm. Um so like the screaming face is a little too much action and the bland face is a little too meh uh, but there's there's stuff from the original that I'm that I miss but it's, yeah, going I was, for I was wondering that, huh? I was wondering like like what you're describing like like because bad cubes um like their whole engineering image to me has changed significantly since like that first couple of mini bots they did including that huffer like the thing i was kind of worried about was whether some of the the cooler touches on that old huffer were going to just be nullified um because i'm like part of me is kind of i like that they did this new figure part of me was also like man i wish they could have just released the old cubex figure with better construction yeah but like i also see why they don't because all or not all but the majority of third-party companies are trying to cater more toward like that current masterpiece aesthetic yeah and this fits that more the new one fits that more um but i also kind of like the detail in the in the truck cab <laughs> um, yeah on the old one or i wish maybe they could have offered somehow like swappable detail parts for some of the like the truck cab bits like if there's some way to like you know here's the simplified cab or here's like these three or four plates you can stick on in place of some of these parts to like make it look more like a real truck i don't know mm -hmm. i'm spitballing now yeah the colors are much better though like much more mm. huffery like so much brighter where the the dingy orange isn't good on the uh, original one or what's left of the dingy orange well the the or that's not the the paint problem Okay. Because the orange is that that's the plastic. So on his torso there's like the two shades of like grayish blue. And yeah. it's the lighter stuff is all painted and that's what just comes flying off. Don't don't breathe in any of that stuff. No, breathe in deep. Don't, don't huff the yourself. paint flakes. Don't mix those paint flakes into a into a tea. They're not gonna help you. Oh, you don't wanna huff huff? I don't want to huff huff, no. <laughs> huff, huff, I don't want to huff huff. I don't want to huff huff. I don't want to sip huff. huff I only want to touch huff. Here, I'll send you a huff, huff, goose. crummy picture real quick of them standing next to each other, and you'll see exactly where it's uh, all flaky. I'm going to shoot this one to your DMs. Hooah. Yeah, I'm going to slide huff all up in your DMs. You're going to slide me a private huff? Yeah. <laughs> slide me a private double huff side-by-side? Side. Because I do want to tweet, like, some side-by-side -side pictures, but not this second. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, oh. 
Yeah, I see where the paint's coming off. That's just rude. Oh, can you tell which one is which? I, I yeah, should I, I should have specified that the one on the <laughs> right have, is yeah, the should, old one. <laughs> you should put labels on these. It's a little confusing. Thanks. <laughs> Man, it just looks like he sneezed on himself. Except that that's paint coming off. Yeah, so it's on the chest like, and the the upper legs. It looks like Both. he had a purple pen that, that exploded while he was using it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it seems like it's a general improvement. I just is the new Huff around uh, about the same complexity to transform. Um, it's very very similar, maybe slightly simpler. Like maybe <clears throat> just by like simpler, okay, just by like a couple of panels less. That's good to hear because what I was worried about was that Bad Cube was going to make it more complicated to transform. No, it, it's uh, very similar, and and yeah, so like there there's a couple bits of like panels that flip one way on the old one, flip a different way on the new one. That is probably better. Yeah. Um, now I don't remember what the hands though, if there was. Oh yeah, so they both do a similar thing that. Hiding up into the cab or uh, bits because the the uh, exhaust stacks on Huffer are his arms, and they yeah. kind of hide his hands. They both have bits that fold out and cover his hands to give it a more solid look and not just hands sticking up. Um, yeah, those those plates. In both versions, hide in the cab. It's part of what folds up and hides away in the cab for a robot mode. Okay, I'm way more interested in this figure now that you're telling me all this because I I was just very worried it was going to be an extremely complicated piece to mess with. No, I'm way into this because I like my favorite Bad Cube is is the uh, is the era of Bad Cube that did their brawn and Outback like. That it was like, you know, there's complicated stuff happening, but there's it's not all happening at once, and it kind of it's not an unending chain of complicated stuff. Yeah. So the new one has uh, die-cast feet that helps weigh him down, which yeah. is another bonus. He's very tight. Gonna, all the joints are good and tight. I'm gonna try to pick up this huffer. I think. Yeah. Why don't you? It's, it's sounding pretty cool. I gotta, I gotta look up a video now to see, like, how different the Pipes is, because Pipes has, like, a different cab transformation. Oh, yeah. And uh, they replicated that, and I want to know what they did. Now I'm all interested in this. Thank you for sharing all that. Well, I had to get it. I mean... Yeah. You're the Huffer guy. Yeah, somebody had to be the one to put both. <laughs> <laughs> and I just tried... Make sure you label which one's which. I tried so hard when the original one came out to just be okay with it because the paint didn't start flaking off right away so i was yeah. just dealing with the really loose hips um but then as soon as the paint started to go it was like yeah forget it you should um garbage you should put this up with each one labeled and then in the tweet where you put it up you should spend the entire tweet congratulating yourself for pointing out which one is different <laughs> And telling people they should be thanking you for making this not too complicated to look at. Well, that's way more interesting than what I got. What I got was just like completing a saga. 
Uh, so what I got this week, I got an on-topic thing. It's the Siege of Cybertron box set. I got it off Amazon Canada for the regular retail price, which is not what I wanted to pay for it, but I spent the whole summer, as soon as it got sighted, me and a bunch of people tried to find it to use coupons on it. Could not. While most of the people I'm talking to locally are looking for it are distracted by Fan Expo for one day, it shows up on Chapters Indigo's website, which is a bookstore chain. Sells out by the time any of us figure that out. No sign of it in any of the Toys R Us's I've gone to. Uh, it shows up on Amazon.ca, so I ordered it. <clears throat> Two weird things. Number one, it has a sticker on it that says Big Bad Toy Store Exclusive, so that's weird. Number two, I must have missed this. It inexplicably has the Beast Wars logo on the right side of the box. Hmm. Like the green font Beast Wars logo. And I don't understand why. <laughs> There's nothing else on the box that has anything to do with Beast Wars. Doesn't even bring it up. Just there's the Beast Wars logo on the right side of the box. Uh, but yeah, uh, as for the figures inside, um, Thunderwing is a really cool little Titan Master because he's got not only a bunch of paint, but he's got the diecast bits. And uh, and he he does kind of look cool just by himself because he's painted to look like Thunderwing's like innermost robot from the old Pretender. Um, so it's it's a nice color palette. Uh, Pounce, one of the clones, first of the clones I've owned. Um, I'm liking him. Like, it's simple, but he feels good. <clears throat> There's, a uh, Metalhawk, who's the star of the set by far. Uh, excellent toy, repainted excellently. Kind of scarily tight in the shoulders. I gotta double check and make sure that there's not too much... I think I read someone broke a Metalhawk, but I don't know if it was any... In any way that relates to how, uh, parts of mine are kind of overly tight. Mm. Um... <clears throat> There's the uh, repaint of Broadside into Tidal Wave. And it can't just be the color. Something about that Tidal Wave, it just feels better than my Broadside. Because Broadside feels bad uh, on mine. Uh, this Tidal Wave, overall, I'm liking more. Like, the jet mode still kind of sucks. But he seems to wear the robot mode and the aircraft carrier mode better. Um, and he's, he's in some really cool pale purples. Uh, and then Magnus Prime, which is just the Japanese Super Jinrai in slightly tweaked colors. A lot of the reports I read said that Magnus Prime was, like, a lot of copies of him were notably looser than Super Jinrai, which was freaking me out, because my Super Jinrai was pretty darn floppy in some places. Um, I don't know if it's just the run that Amazon Canada got. Magnus Prime feels markedly better than my Super Jinrai, as far as his joint tolerances. Uh, in every way, shape, and form. Still some stuff on him is kind of janky, but, like, he feels equal in most places and slightly better in some other places. So, uh, my original plan of just ditching Magnus Prime, now I'm not sure what I'm gonna do, but, uh, that was, that was a, uh, a surprise. Like, just the, given the number of times I read about Magnus Prime not really turning out all that well for people who got him from Hong Kong or from Big Bad Toy Store. Uh, maybe Canada ended up with a nicer run on some of them. I'm, I don't know. I didn't read much Canadian feedback on the ones people did find in stores here. But uh, now I got my Siege of Cybertron box set. I paid retail for it. I feel kind of dumb about it, but I'm also liking what's in the box. Also, it comes with... You know how those Titans Return figures all come with a trading card? Yeah. So it comes with a little trading card for the box set, but then it also comes with a giant, like, 10 by 7 trading card of the front box art that has everyone's profiles and tech specs on the back. And I kind of like that thing. Like, it's just, it's just like it's a big-ass trading card. It feels like one of those gimmick trading cards from 
I don't know, back when, you know, Magic the Gathering, sometimes you'd get an issue of Inquest or something, and there's like a giant magic card in it that's the size of the magazine. Like, they did that once or twice. Uh, it, it felt kind of like that. So that, that, was, that was sort of neat. Um, but that's also all that I got this week that I can recall off the top of my head. Um, Seth, did you get anything else this week? Two things. Well! So I got um, the Star Wars Black Series Landspeeder. Oh, the, the one with, Ray, with Luke or Ray. I can't remember which Landspeeder's the name of Luke. Okay. Yeah, Ray's flying refrigerator is called something else. Because those things both speed on land, so that's the way my yeah. head's working. <laughs> yeah, I saw the Ray's um, deal, and I was tempted, but it's just... Uh, I like the flying refrigerator, but it's just not as iconic as the land speeder. Um, I don't know if I'd want a large toy of the flying refrigerator. Yeah. Like, I, I would if it was, like, 4-inch scale, I'd maybe be interested, but, like, 6-inch seems like it's big. Mm-hmm. So I got the land speeder, just the regular retail version, not the Comic-Con version, uh, which had some differences. Um, oh, really? Yeah, the Comic-Con version, when you lift the hood to the engine, there's a button that makes a thing in the engine spin. That doesn't spin in the retail version. Oh, and, we don't have a spinning engine. And Luke's poncho is a different material in the Comic-Con version that I guess was a thinner material to try to make it hang a little more naturally. But huh. it looked from the... the video i saw the comic-con version it just looks crummy in a different way because you know fabric doesn't scale easily and being a hasbro thing they're not going to put as much money into it as like mezco's 112 might uh, to make it hang right and not stick out weird so, you know, it's it's a small thing, and you have to take the poncho off to get Luke in the land speeder anyway, because it's not going to... Well, I guess you can jam him in with it on, but it's going to be weird. Um, <laughs> and he comes with a floppy hat and his binoculars and a lightsaber. I would have been fine if it didn't come with a lightsaber and just have it be Luke from before he gets the lightsaber. Yeah, happy go lucky Luke. Um, yeah. And he comes with the big long rifle that had there's a little clip on on the land speeder so you could clip the rifle on. And then there's a, a compartment in the back that you could open that I found if I I could put the binoculars in there and if I detach the blade from the hilt, I could put the hilt in the compartment and there's enough space under the hood that I could just stick the blade in there. And then I could fold up his poncho and stick it behind the seat. There's a little space. And then you could just kind of have everything in or on the land speeder, which is nice. Get all the accessories, keep them together. Um, Yeah. And then there's like a little peg hole where you could stick R2-D2 on. But there's doesn't seem to be any good way to to put... um, c3po on the back so it doesn't seem like there's a good way to have um old ben luke r2d2 and c3po all riding the land speeder together 
um, mm. as they do when they roll up into Moss Eisley. Um, so I think you're just kind of stuck in that regard. Um, I haven't tried putting two figures into the into the seats yet because uh, I just opened it this morning, and all my other Star well, Wars dudes were upstairs. I just remembered that I got two Star Wars black figures, and I don't remember if I talked about them on here. Because uh, I got I got Hera Syndulla from Rebels, and I got Grand Admiral Thrawn, mm-hmm. and they're both pretty good, like both really good. As far as just like action figures, they're just they're way too light on accessories. And my Grand Admiral Thrawn has this problem I put up on Twitter because I was like, "What's wrong with this? something? Looks wrong with this guy? His eyebrows were sprayed on about a half inch too far to the right, <laughs> so it's just close enough that at a glance he seems fine. But then the more you look at him, the more you're like, "Wait a second. So I need to find another Thrawn eventually." <laughs> Uh, and I need to find one in person so I can make sure his eyebrows are, are right. Yeah, I got that whole wave, but I haven't opened it yet, so. Yeah, Hera and Thrawn, otherwise, they're, like, I'm really happy with how posable they are, given that they're two characters who are not, like, usually doing cartwheels and stuff. Uh, I was able to get them both into some pretty badass, like, gunfight poses. So, I just need to find a better, a better painted Thrawn, um... Also, David Fakeyes, when I put up that Twitter, he pointed out that also Thrawn has these three little collar medals, uh-huh. and the spray apps for those on mine are all a half inch up too far. So I just got a real bum Thrawn. Yeah, sounds like <laughs> all it. His, all his paint apps are in the wrong places. Uh, anyway, that just reminded me of those two. Well, something I was worried about with Rebel figures is I skipped ones that they put out earlier. But now, having mm-hmm. bought like whole waves, I've ended up with a couple, and yeah. I just I got a feeling I'm going to get stuck in that position where I have most of the team, and I'm going to have to backtrack and try to pick up the ones that I passed on earlier. So they actually they haven't made that many of them. Yeah, I think I only so have you to might, go you back might... for two right now. Yeah, I was gonna say like it's there's there even if you have if you have like even two of them you've got like half the ones they've put out. Yeah. So there there aren't that many, and also like they they don't seem to disappear like they disappeared first right away, but now they're kind of like Kanan and Ahsoka and Sabine I think are the three. Uh, and and two of them were in the same wave if I remember correctly. Yeah, I, don't I think have they're Kanan all kind of still. Ahsoka. Yeah, Kanan and Ahsoka, I think, started off rare and then became way less rare. Like, Sabine's the only one who, I think, remained difficult to find. I have But her. don't hold me to that. Well, That's the Mandalorian broad, right? Yep, you got the hard yeah. part done. I found your picture of Thrawn. Yeah. He also looks like he has a bloody tear. So his eyes look way better to my human eye than they yeah. do in that picture. Because like when I saw that picture, I was like, because yeah, it looks like his eyes are painted over his eyelids. I was like, what? And I went to look at the figure and I was like, even if I know it's there, I can't see it when I'm looking at the figure. Yeah, there's like a, it's so small. There's been a bunch of times where I've had figures that look just fine looking at it. And then I take a picture and it's like, oh, this looks horrendous. <laughs> like, Yeah. <laughs> what's going on? Like one thing I kind of want if if I can find a good Thrawn, I kind of want to try doing some paint work on the on my messed up one because also he's he's painted to look more like Timothy Zahn Thrawn 
uh even though like i'm way more connected to rebels thrawn who is who's like a, what's the difference the figure's got black hair and black eyebrows rebels thrawn has dark blue hair and dark blue eyebrows mm-hmm. so i want to try repainting uh my bum one to look more like rebels thrawn someday in the future someday but uh was there anything else you got this week yes i got something you got a little while ago <clears throat> oh boy i got my free man you got freeman yeah freeman the not bastion even though in the instructions one of his modes is straight up called bastion yeah why not it doesn't say bastion <laughs> on the great. outside of the box so they're, that's right they're covered <laughs> Um, uh how you liking him well i haven't tried putting him in any of his other modes yet because i just got it yesterday like right before we went for dinner so i i opened him up i took him out i put the gun on his back and then tried to figure out what his legs are supposed to be shaped like um because he's got weird legs yeah and and a lot of their packaging shots are for how do i put this as about as wrong as you can get with such an open form figure because uh-huh. in the packaging and in the instructions they have his kneecaps raised up which is using the hinge that they would use for turret mode and i, I checked the in-game model and i think they're supposed to be set a bit lower okay i'll have um, to look for that because i just tried to emulate the box picture i'll take a photo of mine because i'm working on a video for him right now and i'll, I'll tweet it to you yeah. I found a robot mode that is as close as you can get to the game model. Yeah, so the box it came in, I hear the thunk on the doorstep of it being dropped off. Um, so I go open the door. I'm like, oh, this box is bigger than I was expecting. I'm like, they must have just mm-hmm. used whatever box they had lying around. There's going to be like a giant amount of bubble wrap in here. And then there's barely any bubble wrap in there. And yep. I'm like, Wow. This box is bigger than I was expecting, and I pull it on. Like this box is heavier than I was expecting. It's like, wow, yep. this whole pack, this whole thing is a lot more than I was expecting. This thing's huge. These tank treads yeah. are massive. Those tank treads are, in fact, maybe a little bit too big. <laughs> like his tank mode is massive. Uh. And I I double checked a few times in the game, and I'm like, I don't think he gets that big when he turns into a tank. Yeah. I don't mind it. It's just like you know, if if those things being smaller maybe would have meant he was also not as expensive to ship, I would have been down for that. Yeah. Um. And, and I really got him for his just recon mode, which is the in-game name for his robot form, his recon mode. Um, I did not know that. Yes. Um, so I got it more f- for that primarily. So, like, I'll put him in the other modes just to have done it, just to see him. But, I mean, I got him to display as a robot. Um, That's the, the focus of all his qualities is the robot mode. Yeah. Um, then, you know, in the game, he doesn't really stick his arm, his gun arm out straight or nothing. But I, I'm kind of disappointed with the elbow there i am too uh in the game when he's idle 
that arm does hang down a bit straighter. So I like I double checked that because I was like, I don't think his arm is supposed to be bent like this all the time, and it's not. I don't know why they did that. Yeah, and then I agree with you on his fingers. It would be nice if they could curl and make more of a fist. Um, because he does punch. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's okay. As long as you... Yeah. As long as you look at it from the right angle, he still does a perfectly good middle finger pose with his hand. So that's fine. You just you got to look at it from the right angle. And that's really yeah, the yeah. most important thing when you have articulated fingers is how good is that middle finger? It's not a great middle finger pose, but, but it's okay. It, it's maybe a little better than that. Steve Austin can do that. Yeah, it is. It is that Steve Austin figure arts figure is very disappointing in that regard. The one toy on the planet that should be able to do a proper middle finger pose is one of the worst toys on the planet at doing a middle finger pose. It's like they did it on purpose, just because of your personal feelings on that situation. I know, it's like, it's like for all my comments, like the one figure that they really made sure it was impossible on. I'm like, no, this was the one who was supposed to be able to. You were the chosen one. <laughs> I had the high ground, Austin. I was on the top turnbuckle. Um, well, I'm glad you're digging him because I really like Freeman for all the little nitpicks I have. I think he's excellent. Yeah. Uh, it, well, it made me go back to eBay and look at that Widowmaker, and I just I can't do it for that price. No, I mean Paternia John did a pretty decent review on her that, to me, said you probably shouldn't actually buy this for what it costs. Yeah, and so Figma is doing tracer and the, those japanese companies like figma and figuarts um they or is it figuarts that's doing tracer i always get it it's figma up. figma okay so they tend to skew a little smaller if this bastion has skewed a little big um, I think you could get away with like those two characters being slightly out of scale with each other. Uh, oh but, yeah, yeah. But if but that Widowmaker looks pretty tall, and she might go okay with the Bastion, but then look like she's three feet taller than Tracer. I I think yeah. I should hold that one like the one character that Figma probably wouldn't do. Or one of the figures, or one of the characters, they probably wouldn't do if they do more than just tracer. Yeah, I I will be surprised if Figma only does tracer. Yeah, and I'll be double surprised if they like. I'm expecting Figma is probably going to do Genji and Widowmaker, and then maybe Diva without the mech suit. Uh, and that's like if they do more, I'll be happy. But those are the ones I am expecting they're going to do. Yeah, I would be surprised if they did more than three or four. Yeah, and I think that Genji fits the fits their mold perfectly as far as you know popularity and size and style. Uh, I think Widowmaker does as well, and I think Diva does as well. Um, those are characters who are beloved by tons of people, who many of whom don't even play Overwatch. Uh, I can see Mercy being a possibility. They're doing a Nendoroid Mercy, so yeah, I think there's a possibility a of, of there could be a Figma Mercy as well. 
But I'm thinking like, you know, your Reinhardt's, your your Orisa's, your Bastion's. Yeah. Bastion is the only one that I think maybe another company might do. Orisa, I'm almost relying on DX9 here to do an Orisa for me. Because <laughs> I like Orisa a lot, and I don't think she's going to get merch anytime soon. Orisa? Yeah, Orisa. I think Orisa. it's pronounced Orisa. But you, you seem so confident, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's Orisa. It's just what I've been saying for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think an Orisa Risa done to the same level of quality as Freeman with focus put in the right places could turn out really well. Oh yeah. I'd probably get like it. you you just gotta make sure you gotta make sure I can have different eyeball expressions on her and then I'm I'm set. Yeah, I would I would love a scale diva mech suit. Yeah. Even if the diva was just kind of a statue to stick in, um, and then somebody else did an articulated diva later. I got fingers crossed because, like, Max Factory, who does Figma, they've done robot toys before. And I'm like, if you guys are going to do one big figure that'll hit all of your usual demographics, it's going to be friggin' diva. So I hope so. <laughs> well, when. When the color pictures of the Freeman first started coming out, I was confused. I was like, what are these colors? These colors are terrible. Why didn't they do colors from the game? And then I had to go look because you so rarely see like the default skins for characters when you're playing yep <laughs> that i haven't seen a default bastion in so friggin long i forgot that that oh those are his default colors that is yeah. base bastion well the, the thing that dx9 did that i question is they made his colors also fully saturated yeah when usually bastion is beat to crap most of the time you see him and i'm like i think that the the in between they could have done is these colors but more desaturated well those colors don't run so yeah <laughs> that's right but yeah wow someone else has them i can't believe it need more overwatch figures that aren't garbage it seems like everyone i talk to is like oh where'd you get that bastion all right someday i'll get him where can i order him and i'm like you can just get him off ebay but uh, no one wants to. <laughs> I got him from TF Source. Oh, they get it. They got him in. Yeah, that's where I got it from. Okay. I pre-ordered. All right, it. then more people are gonna. More people will be finally getting this guy. I don't know if that's the best price. I think they're. But they it was an option I could only... pre-order and not think about it again until it showed up. They, they and eBay are, and Action Robo are the only places to get this this figure. So. You don't have a ton of options. Big Bad ain't touching it. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised Big Bad's not. It's not like they have a problem with third-party stuff. Yeah, I wonder if they just did a risk assessment or something and just felt like, nah, this ain't it. Like, I don't know, maybe they're a bigger Shrug. target or something. Yeah. Yeah, I just brought well, up that Widowmaker again on eBay, so some sellers are starting to come down in price. But still, even at 70 bucks. Not for 70, no. Uh, 70 US? Yeah. Yeah, no. Well, never. Most of them have been 80. Yeah, I know, but man. Oh, here's a Winamaker body pillow for only 23 bucks, so that's good. Well, you can get that. Get if that you don't care about scale. Pillow. 
my girlfriend yeah. won't mind if that showed up one day. No, you just say it's it's orthopedic or whatever. Oh, here's body, somebody body that pedic. has it for forty five. The body pillow or the figure? The figure. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's getting forty five is a bit forty five is a bit much for a body pillow, but that seems like yeah. okay for that figure. No, oh, I mean it depends. Depends on the bells and whistles. On, on the body pillow or yeah, the figure? Both. <laughs> okay. Well, Seth, thanks for joining me this week. <laughs> I think that's the end of the show. Uh, so uh, stay tuned, everyone. We'll talk to you again very soon. Um, and hopefully we're going to hit a news break so that we can start diving deeper into more listener questions. Uh, I think we will. But every time I say that, something else happens. So who knows? Uh, we'll talk to you all later. I'll talk to you later, Seth. I'll talk to you later, listener. Bye, everybody. Bye. Add all that up. I don't know what the f*** it means, but you got some badass perpetrators now here to stay.